Let's face it, life isn't always the party we thought it would be. So how do we find the joy when we need it? And what if it's up to us to create it? That's where the Party On podcast comes in. Our goal? To shine the proverbial disco light on all the things that can make our lives easier, healthier, and a heck of a lot more fun. So we can enjoy the party we were all invited to. Live our best lives and dance like no one's watching. Good morning, friends, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to our new day. Thank you guys for your patience and understanding as we work through these growing pains. Tuesdays are just going to be such a better day for me because I tend to get creative bursts all the way up until late Sunday night, which doesn't really bode well when you have a podcast to release in the wee hours of the morning on Monday. So this is going to help me savor my time with my children over the weekend and also make sure I say everything I want to say to you guys first thing Tuesday morning. So happy Valentine's Day week also. I hope you have some fun parties planned and if not, you can always party here with me. True story. A few quick reminders before we jump in today just because I'm really excited about this week's topic. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. It really, truly is so helpful because it is how this podcast gets heard. We are a baby podcast, you guys. And to grow up big and strong, we have to have those ratings and reviews. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. Secondly, there are a few new items in the shop at thefestivefarmhouse.com. A lot of you may not know we have a shop. Well, we do. We specialize in making meaningful gifts easy for you to send. It's literally my dream job, and I seriously have to pinch myself sometimes because think about it. I'm practically mailing a little party in a package and one that adds meaning and value to someone's day. It's practically the party on podcast in a box. I just love it so much. So head on over to thefestivefarmhouse.com and check out everything we have in store. But now, on to today's topic, which is so appropriate for this week. We're going to talk about, drumroll please, self-love. Because Valentine's Day is so focused around romantic love. But does it have to be? What about the other important kinds of love that we so often dismiss? And is it possible they could be even more valuable than romantic love? I know what I think, but I'm going to let you guys decide for yourselves after we dig in. So a few days ago, I polled you guys on Instagram asking what was the most difficult thing for you about self-love. I got so many awesome answers, but the majority focused around body image, beauty, and aging gracefully, which fascinated me truly. Not because I don't worry about those things, trust me, I do, but because I honestly expected there to be more wrestling with issues deeper than, well, skin deep. Because to me, self-love and body image, while connected for sure, are totally different things. Think about it. One is loving what you look like, and the other is loving who you are. And I think we all struggle with both. But today, what I really want to talk about is the latter, because I would argue it's the most important 
And I'd also argue that if you can master it, that body image will also follow suit. A little heads up, today's episode will probably be a little more informational than others, because honestly, that's what I feel like we need most here. I mean, I could talk all day about all the reasons we should love ourselves, and I will. I'll talk about a few, but I think we already know that, right? At the very least, I think we know we should love ourselves. I also think we know deep down how much easier our lives would be if we could be good at loving ourselves. All the time we'd recoup on beating ourselves up or negative self-talk, how much easier it would be to achieve our goals because we loved ourselves enough to believe that we could, and how many less relationships we sabotage because we loved ourselves first. I think we know that. So what I really want to focus on today after we go over some basics is concrete ways we can work on loving ourselves, thoughts and ideas that maybe we haven't thought of, and maybe, just maybe, they'll convince us to fall in love with ourselves. But first, one main basic, because I feel like we need to say it right off the bat, that loving yourself is biblical because I mean, guys, it is. It's what God wants for us for sure. When I was brainstorming for this week's podcast, Mark 12, 31 kept popping into my head. It's when Jesus is talking about the greatest commandments, loving the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength. He moves on after that to say this right here. You ready? Because this is good stuff. And the greatest is love your neighbor as yourself. We've all heard that a million times, right? I love that entire passage, but this time I heard that last line differently, probably because I had self-love goggles on, but listen to it again. Love your neighbor as yourself. Most of us hear that and hear, yeah, 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 I know, love your neighbor. Even when they're being difficult, I know. But listen to what it really says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Which begs the question, if most of us struggle with loving ourselves, how are we supposed to fully love our neighbor? In fact, the more I started thinking about this, the more I got a sneaking suspicion that so many of the world's social issues today relate to our own lack of self-love. My arena is obviously social media, which is where I see most of this every single day. The hate talk the inserting of opinions where they don't belong, the lack of grace for each other. But is it possible that these things are occurring because that's actually how we treat ourselves? So of course it makes sense to treat our neighbors that way. It's such a fascinating thought, isn't it? And one that I could talk about for hours, but back to the scripture. It clearly says, love your neighbor as yourself. So breaking that down, one could argue that if loving ourselves wasn't as important as loving your neighbor, then it would have simply been left out, right? I mean, love your neighbor is a beautiful sentiment as is, but no, Jesus added as yourself because he was commanding us to do both. And one without the other just doesn't hold up. Think of it like a house of cards, one that you've just started to build. If you tried to stack a roof horizontally, on top of one vertical card, it wouldn't hold. But when you put the two together, see where I'm going here? 
But knowing we are commanded to somehow doesn't make it any easier to do, right? Darn our human brains making everything so complicated. So here's the practical scientific argument I want to make on this topic. You ready? It takes practice. Hold up. Somebody call the Nobel Prize freaking committee. Allison has it figured out. Just kidding. (laughs) But seriously, I think we all have this idea that loving ourselves is something we should just be able to do. I mean, God commanded us to. So let's just snap our fingers and do it. When in reality, what we fail to understand is it's a process just like any other. When my boys first started baseball, they hated practicing. Well, let's be honest, they still hate practicing, but they didn't even understand why it was necessary. So I got all scientific on them one day and started explaining muscle memory, how it works and how it affects us. I explained that if you practice enough, our brain actually allows our muscles to move without thinking about it, simply because we've done it so many times. It's legit. Look it up. We can train our muscles to move, but we can also train our brains, which coming from someone who suffers from severe anxiety is a crucial thing to learn. And it's something we should all be teaching our kids. So knowing biblically, we are called to love ourselves and knowing scientifically, it takes practice. Look at that, guys. You can combine the two. Scientific, biblical, it can be done. Let's get into some ways that we can do just that. These are going to be concrete things and exercises that we can do to practice the art of loving ourselves. Number one, look at self-love like a marriage just to ourselves. Work with me here because marriages are not easy, guys. Some may be easier than others, sure, but I challenge you to find one couple who swears they have it down pat. And if you do, then honey, they're lying. It takes practice and grace and forgiveness. So why wouldn't loving ourselves take the exact same? They say in relationships to treat your spouse or partner like you want to be treated. Well, what if we treated ourselves how we want to be treated? Because guys, we deserve it. Remember, God said so. So don't take it up with me, take it up with him. There is an amazing book on marriage by Linda Dillow called What It's Like to Be Married to Me. It's a difficult read, guys, because it makes you take a hard look internally. And it basically presents the idea that if you were married to yourself, would you be happy? That's the mindset we need to be in, friends. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your spouse as yourself, but we can't love either if we don't love ourselves first. Number two, stop comparing. Enough with it already, guys. I know we've all heard this quote a thousand times before, but comparison is the thief of joy. Just in case you haven't heard it, I'm going to say it again. Comparison is the thief of joy. There's also another brilliant saying that comparison is an act of violence against oneself. And y'all, it is because it is brutal. We all do it because we're human. And also, I think, because it's easier sometimes looking to other people before we take a look at ourselves. But how do we practice not comparing? 
For me, the trick is catching ourselves in the act. It's breaking a habit. I don't know about you guys, but I am not a good habit breaker. (laughs) Quite possibly the worst. When I was a little girl, I sucked my thumb. And my poor mother did everything she could to get me to stop. Fingernail polish that tasted like garbage, band-aids. And what I would do, I'd move on to the next finger until she tried the same things. And then I'd move on to the next finger. I'm pretty sure I sucked all five fingers on my right hand all the way up until the third grade. And I can't believe I'm saying that out loud here. In the end, what worked for me wasn't a crutch, but a mental mindset. And I think we can do the same with comparison. If we can learn to catch ourselves the moment we begin it, we can nip it in the bud. So you know how some people have a swear jar? I have a compare jar. And every time I catch myself, which I'm not going to lie, it's, it's quite often, guys, I have to put a dollar into my compare jar. And honey, I'm saving up for Disneyland. Whatever it is, find a strategy that works for you and break the habit of comparison. Number three, speak kindly to yourself. A few years ago, I caught myself saying over and over again, I'm the worst mom whenever I messed up or forgot a calendar date because embarrassingly that happens quite often around here. And I realized by saying that out loud, what I was actually doing was teaching my children to shame themselves or to put themselves down. Suddenly the thought of them speaking to themselves that way broke my heart into a million pieces. So is that how God feels when I speak that way towards myself? Some ways that you can practice speaking kindly to yourself. Write yourself love letters. I know it sounds cheesy. Let's just call them love notes because it sounds a little bit more acceptable. This week, I plan to put love notes to myself all around the house, reminding myself of who God says that I am. This is basically another way of doing affirmations, you guys. Remind yourself, say it over and over to yourself, or write it over and over to yourself until you believe it. Number four, love yourself where you are. This is a process, guys. And would you chastise your children if they didn't get a concept overnight? No. So don't do the same to yourselves. So much of self-love is acceptance. Accepting where you are, where you've been, and where you have yet to go. Don't practice loving the person you want to become. That's not self-love. Practice loving the person who you are in this very moment, the one who has failed thousands of times, who has made many mistakes, and who is absolutely perfectly imperfect the way God made you. Which leads me to number five. Let go of perfection, you guys. I mean, we have a perfect God so that we don't have to be. So we're basically, you know, off the hook. It's impossible to be perfect, so stop holding yourself to such an impossible standard. Now, disclaimer. With this one, as with all of these, I am preaching to my own heart because I am quite possibly the worst perfectionist you will ever meet this side of the Mississippi. I struggle with this daily, you guys, and the only way I can make a dent 
is by creating a mantra. Come up with a sentence or a phrase that you say to yourself over and over again. It could be done is better than perfect. God didn't make me to be perfect or I am perfectly imperfect just as I am. Anything to remind yourself that perfection is a standard God did not design us to meet. Guys, so much of joy is understanding the journey towards it. It's not constant. It never will be. And it's the same with self-love. Self-love isn't about feeling good all the time. It's about knowing you're worthy even when you don't feel like it. And it's not going to happen overnight. It'll take time, patience, and a whole heck of a lot of grace. It takes empathy and courage to make peace with yourself and your past. And it takes the vulnerability to embrace your flaws, the strength to combat comparison, and the determination to never quit trying. They say that a perfect marriage is to imperfect people refusing to give up on one another. So don't give up on yourself either. No matter where you are on your self-love journey, friends, just keep moving. Keep practicing. And if you're just beginning today, then welcome to the party. I hope you guys have an amazing Valentine's Day week. Do not forget to love yourselves first because we cannot truly love others until we do that. Don't forget to head to thefestivefarmhouse.com to see everything we have in store and also to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Love you guys so much. Have a great week and party on.